0: most people that end up in breaking up, you know, after a few years of being together, either they are married or not, it doesn't really matter. You know, the main reason why they will tell you that they actually broke up, it wasn't one-off thing that happened in the relationship. It was more of, oh, he or she stopped doing the things they were doing in the beginning of the relationship, because that's why we fell in love with that person. You know, they tend to put in all this effort to... conquer us to make us like them fall in love with them and all of that and then after that they just stop and that's the problem
1: Hello my friend, welcome back. If you are new here, I'm Joanne Chan, your host of the podcast Find Joy with Joyen. Thank you for joining us every week for the most authentic, courageous and powerful connections with a lot of fun. Thank you for showing up for yourself today to continue to learn and grow, to live a life with joy, passion, purpose and success in your own style on your own terms. And I can't wait to introduce you, our guest today, She's a new friend that I recently met, and she is the founder of Better Topics. Better Topics is a board game for couples to help improve their communication by creating fun and deep conversations. She is a board game and card games enthusiast, and therefore she created the Better Topics card game for couples because she couldn't find one in the market that she really likes. After creating the game together with her husband, Better Topics had a successful Kickstarter campaign in June 2020, with backers from all over the world, from the USA to Japan, Europe and Australia. Since then, she has been helping hundreds of couples every single month to improve the way they communicate and play while doing so through her YouTube channel, her blog and obviously the game as well. And she is here today to share with you what she has learned about making a relationship work, maintaining a successful marriage, and how to find your perfect partner. So guys, help me welcome my new friend, Diana Indris.
0: Hi Diana, welcome to the show. I'm so happy that you are here today. Hi Joanne, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited to be here i'm so excited
1: um and i have so many things you know i want to talk to you about about relationship about entrepreneurship about business because i am actually very fascinated you know by what you have created your business you know better topics cut game for couples so can you first share with us you know my listeners as well you know what is better topics and what inspired you to create this cut game for couples in the first place well it's um it's
0: been Quite a journey, to be honest, in creating it and developing the idea and even bringing it to market, really. Uh, Both me and my husband, we love board games and card games, and we have so many of them at home. And we also um, are very passionate about our relationship, you know, because we had so many failed relationships in the past, both of us. When we entered this relationship with each other, we um, had an agreement that we will make this relationship last and be also great. You know, it's not the same as our grandparents, for example. They used to be together, married for 50, 60 years. But were they happy? You know, nobody actually asked them that. So what we want to do is also be happy. You know, whatever how long, you know, we have together in our relationship, we want that time to be great and happy. So, you know, we've got a lot of so-called couple card games because, you know, we thought anyway, we like to play board games and card games. And we are passionate about our relationship. Why not do two in one, you know? And we were really disappointed to find out that many of them were just one-off questions, you know, that even so many of them wouldn't even apply, especially if you're with someone for a few years, you know? I mean, I told my husband, if you don't know how much I love chocolate after living with me for a few years, we have such a big problem that any of these cards cannot really solve for us. So you see, because many of those questions were one-off, um, you couldn't really play with it per se. You know, you would just ask the questions and that's it, which is something you can actually do, you know, if you open an article on online, you don't need to necessarily get the card games. And because they were one-off, you know, once you've asked them, you kind of moved on. And then once you went through all of the questions, you could have just, you know, throw it away, give it away or whatever, because I don't know, they were... There, there wasn't anything fun in it. There wasn't anything interesting or anything to actually play with. So, you know, we thought, what if we actually create our own game? How would that even look? You know, how, how would the game look? What would the rules be? So we have first started working on questions because although our game has questions as well, they are repeatable questions. And, you know, um, they also have a lot of game-like elements to it. So it's not just like asking questions back and forth. You can also strategize and win the game. So you can reverse the question, you can cancel it, or you can even ask for more details if you want. And the winner gets to also choose their own reward. So basically, we've took a lot of bits and pieces from different type of games that we like, and we just added them there. Because normally, if we play any game that has to do anything with luck or dice, I will definitely win over my husband any day. I'm the luckiest person ever. Whereas if it's anything, you know, where you have to strategize, he will definitely win, you know. So there is a bit of luck element into this game because it depends what type of cards you are dealt. But also, you know, you have to strategize a bit to see whoever wins, how they win. And, you know, the winner gets to choose their reward as well. So, yeah, that's how it came about. And then we've, um, you know, launched it officially last year in June because, well, the pandemic hit, the lockdown, you know, happened everywhere in the world. And we just realized that, you know, that would be the best time for couples to start playing with each other because they're literally physically locked down in their house and many of them don't even know what to do with their partner anymore you know because for years they've been busy you know running you know either career wise kids family other issues you name it and they didn't really spend time together as much you know as they used to in the beginning when they were dating And many of them didn't even know where to start anymore, reconnecting with their partner, you know? So um, we wanted to give them a tool to discuss better topics rather than just all the problems that are there, um, you know, in the TV and everything. Um, And still have a lot of fun together because many forgot how to actually have fun with their partner.
1: I love everything you just said. You know, I love all of it. And, you know, you reminded me of, a quote that actually I, I saw on your Instagram the other day, so I want to pull it out and I want to ask you because you mentioned that in, in on your Instagram that you know relationship lasts long not because it was destined to be, but because two people decided to keep fighting for it. And you even explained that most people have this notion, and you just talked about that you know earlier, um, that once you meet the right person, you know your Mr. Right, your soulmate, everything else is taken care. Of. Like You just exist and the relationship is great, right? I love that because I also believe the same. I believe that it doesn't mean you should stop trying. It doesn't mean that you should just sit on the couch, you know, stay at home and do nothing and, uh, you know, stop putting effort into the relationship and expect the relationship to last forever like it was meant to be, you know, like the happily ever after that we read about in children's book, right? Which is why I think a lot of relationships like you mentioned, especially modern relationship why it doesn't work why it doesn't last is because they stop doing the things that they did in the beginning like you said so can you talk to me about what what makes a
0: relationship work and what makes a relationship last so you know that quote is something that i came to realize after years and years of educating myself into the relationship um area um you see i've i've had few failed relationships in my life and you know, once I started analyzing them more, I realized that the common denominator in all of those relationships was me. The people in them, you know, my partners, I, I had them. They were very different one from another. It wasn't the same type of partner, you know, that I was choosing basically to be with in a relationship. They were very different. And I realized, okay, I had a relationship with this type of guy that has a certain type of personality and certain baggage and whatever. It didn't work out. I had a relationship with the other guy, which was different. It still didn't work. So, you know, once um, I, I analyzed everything and I got very honest with myself was that, you know, the issue is me actually, because I didn't know exactly what I wanted in a relationship, how to ask for it. I would get frustrated of the things they do, they wouldn't do. And I would expect them to do and all of those things. So I started educating myself in it, you know, because if you think about it, even at work, you know, if you don't know something, you will get trained on it and then you know how to do it and you move on to the next thing. So I approached relationships with the same type of mentality because um, yes, although there are involved emotions and uh, feelings in them, still there is a lot of um, thought and a lot of conscious effort that goes into actually maintaining a relationship it's not just the butterflies we feel in the beginning the chemistry we have in the first few months that will keep the relationship for years you know so obviously there are thousands and thousands of books on it courses you name it you just have to want to learn on it literally especially in this day and age where so much information is available for free even online everywhere you look so you know, after years and years of um, educating myself, I I realized that, and since then you know I've met my husband. We got married, and we also got married very quick after meeting, because by that time um, in our lives we both knew exactly what we wanted, and we took the decision to make our relationship work. So I think you know because of fairy tales, because of romantic movies which you know don't get me wrong I love romantic movies I could watch them all day but they all stop at the point where everything is you know it's nice and happy ending and they get married or they stay together or whatever it is you know it starts with you know they meet something happens they have to pass that hurdle and then once they do they end up together and all is well which is great you know that's how it starts it's funny it's nice it's it's nice but what those movies don't show and many people think that's where everything truly stops is what's happening afterwards. What do you do with that happily ever after? You know, yes, you've met this amazing person, but what then? Do you just sit around and do nothing all day? Do you just, I don't know, maybe watch TV all day? What do you do? You know, and because that part of relationship is not that much talked about and is not as, let's say, um, drama-inducing in a way, you know. Maybe because of this, there aren't many movies made about it unless there's something wrong, you know, in the life after marriage. Um, And many people, you know, just think, okay, that's it. I've put in all this effort in the beginning, you know, to get this person. Now I'm with them. Now I can relax. But, you know, I'm sorry to say that, no, you cannot really relax. Uh, Yes, you know, Some emotions get dimmed down a bit over time and the passion and everything. And you kind of get settled in a sort of routine with your relationship and your partner, which is totally okay and fine. Um, But that doesn't mean that you have to stop, you know? Because if um, we are to ask most people that end up in breaking up, you know, after a few years of being together, either they are married or not, it doesn't really matter. You know, what? the main reason why they will tell you that they actually broke up it wasn't one-off thing that happened in the relationship. It was more of, oh, he or she stopped doing the things they were doing in the beginning of the relationship because that's why we fell in love with that person. You know, They tend to put in all this effort to um, conquer us, to make us like them, fall in love with them and all of that. And then after that, they just stop. And that's the problem. You see, why did they stop? I mean, nobody says you have to keep it at the same intensity as you were doing it when you were dating but don't just stop and don't do anything anymore, you know? So all the things that um, make our partners show us that they appreciate us and that they like us and, you know, all of those things should still be maintained. And, you know, there are many ways how you can do this. It's just, um, there isn't just one thing that you need to do and it would be available for all couples or, you know, that all couples would like to do together. For example, me and my husband, we've implemented a weekly date night even since we were dating. So even before being actually together or married, we already had a weekly date night because we realized the importance of it. And we realized that if we are not careful and we don't prioritize our time together, other things can creep up, you know, things happen in our life, work, Family life, you name it. Things always tend to creep up if we don't block specific time for specific things. And we tend to be more aware of this in a work setting. And especially if you uh, run your own business, you realize that if you don't block specific time for certain things, things won't get done. And it's the same in a relationship. You know, if you truly want to live a happy, long relationship, you definitely have to block specific time for it regularly to nourish it, take care of it, do things together with your partner and basically work on that relationship. Now, I don't want to scare people off by um, the wo- using the word work, because although, you know, we do work on our relationship, that work doesn't necessarily need to be tedious. You know, it doesn't always have to be a matter of let's have very deep discussions or let's, you know. Um, discuss some, I don't know, issues that happened and they're very still sensitive and all of that. Sometimes, yes, you do have to have those discussions, but not all the time, you know. Working on a relationship can also be a lot of fun. And this is what we also want to prove to couples, hence why we created the Better Topics game. Um, because, you know, it, it's not it's not tedious. It doesn't have to be very time-consuming. But it does have to be consistent and regular um, because, you know, again, if you ask couples who have been married for many, many years and they are happily married because, you know, there is a distinction between just being married for many years or happily married. Most of them will tell you it is because they kept doing things that they were doing together when they started dating. Again, maybe not all of them, but a good part, they would still keep up and do over the years, which I think is very important. As many people don't understand that relationships are like, let's say a plant or like an organ, like a living thing, you know, because there are two people in a relationship and the relationship itself, the connection is a living thing. And if you don't take care of it, if you don't nourish it, if you don't feed it, it will die out slowly. And if you do and, you know, and you're nice to it, basically, very similar to a plant, I would say, you know, it will flourish and um, just grow and grow and, you know, give you even more happiness than you had before.
1: Do you think, um, yes, we, we, we still have to put in all the work and all the effort. We have to communicate, you know, regularly. And we have to, somehow we have to discuss things that happened in the past, right, to make sure we don't hold on to grudges. Do you think it's a lot easier to do all this work if you are with the right partner?
0: Definitely a right partner will make a big difference, but it doesn't, um, it's not just all of it. Like, it's not the only solution to have a great partner, you know? So, normally in life, if you want to change something, the only person you can actually influence and truly change is yourself. Once people start working on themselves, they will understand how difficult it is to change, especially habits that you had for a long time. And they will realize that it would be even more difficult than that to try to change someone else, especially if they don't want to. Now, obviously, having a right partner who has the same mindset as you, it's very useful and it's great, but people can still improve their relationship one-sidedly. So, One thing I talk about many times in, especially my YouTube videos, is that you have to take a 100% responsibility for your relationship. It's not 50-50. Yes, many people say, no, I'll put 50 in and I'm going to wait for my partner to put 50 in. Yes, if your partner does that, it's fine. However, you can still take 100% responsibility for your relationship. So when people truly understand that, their mentality shifts. And they stop blaming their partner for doing things or not doing certain things that they would like them to do. Because if you have a 100% responsibility mindset, you will do everything it takes from your side to improve that relationship, you know. And many times, many times their partners will follow the lead. Even if it might take a bit of while, you know, for them to actually start doing things, it might be just because, you know, there's a sudden shift in their partner. They don't know will it last, will it won't last. You know, what should they do about it? But, you know, most of them will actually come around and follow their lead and also start doing things for the relationship. And if they don't at all, then obviously that's a different discussion of whether should they actually be together or not. But, um, you know, if you take 100% responsibility, you will influence your relationship in basically any way you want you know if you want to improve it you first have to look at what is it exactly specifically you want to improve in your relationship and how can you from your side improve that because many times our partners will react to whatever we do so if you yourself take this responsibility on yourself to make it work and you do everything you think you can you know to make it work and again if your partner Most likely, the partner will respond positively. But if they don't, then again, that's a different discussion. That's a compatibility issue there. But if there is a certain level of compatibility between partners, the partner will follow lead. Um, If they see that the changes you're implementing and the work you're doing on the relationship is consistent.
1: Yeah, I love that. I totally agree 100%. You have to take responsibility on your part. Although it takes two hands clap, we all know that. But the way you show up in the relationship, the way you interact, the, the way you, you know, your energy is so, is so important in a relationship because only two of you, right? It's, it's either you yeah. influence the other person or the other person influence you. So I, I totally agree. And I, I want to. If you don't mind, you know, I would love to have you share, you know, how you met your husband, Robert, Um, because uh, I remember you telling me the stories of how you yes. met him, you know, the checklist and everything I can never forget and how fast he proposed, right? Oh my God. It was like a movie, exactly, you know, like a romance, you know, movie. So I know my listeners, yes. because they are, a lot of them are actually single and ladies. So they would love the story. So can you share with us uh, how you met your husband?
0: So, um, again, it wasn't as straightforward as it seems, you know, if if I start thinking about it, because I've worked on myself for years before meeting my husband. So between my uh, last relationship and actually meeting Robert, it was about two years ish, more or less. Now, I don't want to scare people off. That doesn't mean they have to be single for years and years to, you know, work on themselves. That's not that was my personal case. I just want to put this out there. So especially the ladies that are listening to you, you know, if they are in the same situation where it has been years that they haven't found the right person yet, it's OK. You know, you're not alone in this. There are many people in the same situation and you just have to, you know, deal with it and move on, basically. So you know in all this time, so after my last relationship, when I realized that, you know, that person was actually everything I asked for at that time, although I wasn't happy in the relationship, it was because I realized I didn't uh, make the right requests in a way, you know? So um, I also read this book, uh, Conversations with God by Donald Neil Walsh, which is quite an interesting book. And it says there that either consciously or unconsciously, we always, um attract whatever we want in our life and we always choose what to live in our life. And you know that stuck with me and I I thought okay what if because career wise I was very well off, you know, I had this man- management position in a corporate job, it was paying very well, I already owned my own home. You know, everything was perfect. It's it was only my relationship that it wasn't to the level that I wanted it to be. Um you know I thought okay To be honest, in my work, whatever I wanted, yes, I've got, you know, yes, I did work for it. So it's not just like I said about, and it was given to me. Um, I worked for it and I got it. But, you know, what if I can do the same in my relationship? So, you know, I I sat down one day and I started writing a list um, of how would the perfect partner be like, you know? Because by that time, I already was clear on what my values were, what I wanted to um, experience in a relationship, what I wanted to do in my life, you know, even after meeting um, the right person, because life doesn't just stop there as it does in movies. And, you know, once I got clear on those, once I, I worked on myself enough where I was like, okay, now I am, you know, ready to meet this perfect partner and, you know, work on this chapter of my life as well. I sat down and I wrote a list of, you know, all the things I wanted the perfect partner to be. You know, I wanted him to be a bit taller than me so I can always wear high heels. You know, I wanted him to be dark because I'm more attracted to, um, you know, dark haired people rather than blondes. Now, I don't have anything against blondes, but, you know, that's just my personal preference. I um, also... Included things like, you know, to have the same type of family values, so family for him to be very important and to want to start a family and to have children, you know, um, to have a business mindset where, you know, not necessarily to own his business, but have that mindset where Um, he would always want to improve himself and um, strive to do better and to work more because that was how I was, you know, at work as well. And I thought someone with the same mentality will understand me more. The fact that I always want to keep going. I don't really like to stay work-wise in one place for too many years because then, you know, once I know everything inside out, I get bored. I, I need another challenge. So, and even things like, the languages that he speaks and education as well because that was again important for me because from my own experience I realized that I can have certain type of discussions with someone who has a certain level of education that at least matches mine or is above now again I want to put this out there that doesn't mean that people who don't have formal education are not smart they are but that's a different type of street smart and you can also have very good discussions with them I just didn't find those of those type of people around me at that time. So you see everything that was important for me, I've put down on a list, you know, and at some point I kind of stopped and I thought, you know, I don't want to be too greedy and I don't want to limit, you know, the universe or God or whoever is out there, this higher power that kind of gives you everything or puts the right people in front of you at the right time, you know, in, in just, you know, because the more things I would put on the list, I was scared that I was limiting the options, you know? So I was like, no, if I can actually choose whatever I want in life, let's just go all out and then have this blueprint of the perfect partner for me, for my idea of a perfect partner. So I had about, I think, 21 points after which I kind of stopped because I didn't really have any more ideas at that point in time because I covered all the important ones. And even then I thought, you know, even if they don't meet all of the 21 and they meet the vast majority of it, I'll be happy with that. But at least I know what to exactly look for. You know, it's like when you go shopping for, I don't know, let's say shoes, you know, you have to know what occasion for and whether you want them high heel, low heel and maybe the color, you know exactly what you're looking for. Where otherwise, you can go in, I don't know, 100 shops and you will still not find the perfect shoe because you're not exactly sure what you're looking for. You don't exactly know what you're going to use it for, where you're going to wear it and all of these things. So it's the same with getting clear on what type of partner you want. So after I've um, made my list, I've put it aside. And after that, I created a sort of void in my life for the perfect person. So what do I mean by that? So, as I said, I already owned my house, I already had my bedroom and everything, and my bed is like a big um, double bedroom, basically. And normally what I would do is, I would anyway sleep on one side and the other side would be full of either clothes, you know, laptop, books. And then I thought, well, yes, but if this perfect person would be to enter my life right now, he would not have any space because it's filled with all these things. So I had to clear that side of the bed and leave it, you know, cleared and tidy for any minute when he might come. Now I know there are people who might sleep, you know, on both sides at the same time. That's okay. You know, this is just something I've done. Another thing that I've done was to actually get a new wardrobe in my house because um, I did have like a building wardrobe in my bedroom, but it was already filled with my clothes and my stuff. So I was like, if this person comes, he will have no space to put his stuff. (laughs) So I had to actually go out and buy another wardrobe for him to um, be able to fit his stuff in when he will come. Now, bear in mind that at this point in time, um, he was nowhere near in sight. You know, he I didn't know where he was, how he would look exactly and all of these. It was just a theoretical idea of this perfect person, you know. Um, and then what I've done was, you know, Every day after that, especially in the morning, I would wake up and I would try to imagine how it would feel to actually have that person in my life. And I focused a lot on feeling. And do many you visualize, of
1: these, visualize the face, like, you know, him being by your side. Do you do visualization?
0: Um, it was sort of combination of it. I couldn't exactly imagine the face per se, you know. Now, maybe if someone likes a certain type of actor, they might imagine that person there. I couldn't imagine the, the exact face, but I could imagine, you know, there is this handsome, dark fellow just, you know, lying next to me in bed in the morning. And then we snuggle and then I get out of bed and go about my day. But just imagining that for a few seconds in the morning, it would make wonders for my mood overall. I would be a lot happier. And even during the day, whenever I would have a minute and, you know, yes, most of us, we are very busy working and everything. But if you, you know, prioritize this for yourself, you can find a few spare minutes a day, maybe even, you know, during your lunch, after lunch, whatever. When you can re, let's say, focus on this idea. You know, many times uh, when I would go about my day, if I would have my phone on me, you know, when I would take it out because a message would come or something, before I actually open that message or before I actually open the phone per se I would just hold the phone and I would think how would I feel if this perfect person would just send me a message now you know just a simple check-in type of message you know how's your day type of thing or that he would message me that um you know um get ready for tonight we're going out or anything that I would like to do with this perfect person you know that, again, would just boost my uh, mood straight away. I would be a lot happier. And all of these law of attraction teachers do say that, you know, the more you keep your vibration up to the level of whatever it is that you want, the more likely it is for that thing to come to you quicker, you know, because it's like a highway of energy. So, you know, if whatever you want is like on a, let's say, third highway on top, you cannot really be on the, on the lowest one because you won't ever meet. So you have to kind of climb up and match that. And once you're on the same highway, you will definitely meet because anyway, that person is coming towards you and you're coming, you're going towards them. So, you know, I was doing this every day and I didn't stress about it. This is a very important thing that I'm trying to explain people that. You know, you do this and you do it for three days. And then, after three days, if nothing happens, many people give up or they get stressed or, oh my God, when is it going to be? Or maybe, you know, they do meet some people in the meantime and they're like, oh, is this the one? Is that the one? And then that kind of panic, anxiousness type of stress sets in, which is a lower vibration. And again, it brings you down, you know? So, again, you're on a different highway level and you're again not going to meet that right one because you, didn't keep it up as you should have. So this took about two months. You know, I was doing this every day, at least once that I'm for sure, I don't know um, during the day, how many times I would do it. Again, it depends on my days, how they were. But as many times as I remembered, I did it, you know, and I just left it. You know, I would focus on the good feeling of, you know, how it would feel of having that person in my life. And then I would leave it. I would go about my day and just work. Yes, I would still go home by myself. That's fine. But then I would just pretend that I'm at home and maybe cooking for me and him, you know, or maybe we're just watching a movie together or, you know, crazy stuff like this. I know it sounds very crazy when I say it out loud. Daydreaming. (laughs) Yes, sort of daydreaming. But again, um, not being too caught up if it doesn't really happen straight away or the next day or the next week. So as I said, it was about a couple of months when um, I had to fly home to see my parents and to go to my cousin's wedding. And it was interesting because my mom stressed me out to go to this wedding. I didn't really want to go because, you know, it was a flight and then some more days and then spend like a week with them and then come back and all of that. And I was like, I don't really want to go to this wedding and my mom was like, yes, you have to, because that's where you meet people and especially mothers after a certain age, you know, especially if you, you as a daughter reached a certain age, they kind of tend to stress about, oh my God, when are you going to get married or meet the right person and all of that. And, you know, I never got mad with my mom about this because I knew her intentions were good. So I was like, fine, fine, I'll come. And the interesting thing was I didn't meet him at the wedding as most people would think that I should have, considering, you know, there were a lot of people at the wedding. I met him in the most weird circumstances ever. So whilst being at my parents' house, um, you know, they had Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi was not working for a while, but they didn't mind because they used desktops at home. So because those were working, they were fine with it. I had a tablet. I needed the Wi-Fi to work. And, you know, as it happens, we all have that one IT guy that knows stuff and you the one you call whenever you need help <laughs> So I called my friend and he wasn't able to help me. But, you know, because I insisted quite a lot with him to, you know, sort this self out for me because I was about to leave in a couple of days. Um, He actually said that he has a friend who might be able to help, but he's not sure he's available. He'll call him, let me know and whatever. And yes, his friend was available. And his friend is Robert, who came to my house, tried to fix it. Funny enough, he couldn't fix it three hours later. And then, you know, we started talking in the meantime, um, and then he left to come back the second day to, you know, work some more on it. And I remember my dad, the minute he left the house, uh, my dad is like this very laid back person. And he's like, I think this Wi-Fi needs fixing another three hours tomorrow as well. And he was just like laughing about it, you know. So I didn't pay too much attention to him then. And, um, you know, he came back the next day, started fixing it again. And then we went out, you know, for a coffee and stuff. And we just did hit it off. because to, even when Sorry
1: to interrupt. I just want to ask, sorry. did you already know when you first, when you met him, did you know, like, do you have a feeling that he's the one? Like, he's going to be the one?
0: It was such an interesting feeling when I met him, to be honest, because he was a great guy you know, but but in a way I was holding myself back from being too excited because I've met great guys before, but once I started talking to them, they turned out not to be so great, you know? So, but the more we were talking and especially once we started actually going out together and spending time, you know, together and seeing that, you know, he actually is and has all the qualities I ever wanted in a perfect person. Then I was like, I was getting even more and more excited by the day, you know, again, I was um, a bit holding back because I didn't want to get too excited and then for it not to be anything, but, you know, the more we were going out and once I also realized that he also likes me and that, you know, we are on the same level with so many things, family values, even the languages we speak, everything basically, you know, even the way we were raised, even the fact that we are the youngest in the family. and Fun fact is that both our brothers went to the same university and the same faculty as well, which is funny, funny and weird as well. And also a very creepy thing was to find out that um, my dad has a very unusual name. It's a very old Romanian name. And his dad's second first name is the same. So, you know, like a lot of tiny details like these, and especially you know, after we've realized that the main values we have in life are the same, we just hit it off. And that was, you know, the point when I told him that, look, um, I really like you. I think you're a great person and everything, but I need to go back to the UK. And if you want to be in a relationship with me, a serious relationship, you know, feel free to come. If not, then that's okay. So even at that moment in time, I was ready to let him go because I was also happy with the fact that I realized that there truly are out there people like the ones I think they're perfect for me, you know? So even if, yes, I would have been a bit upset if things would have not worked out because I really, really liked him from the start. But even if they wouldn't have, I was ready to accept. So I wasn't stressing about the outcome of it, you see? I was ready to let him go, basically. And just be happy with the fact that, yes, people like this exist and I'm not crazy. And, you know, I just have to keep looking because if he would have said no, it would have just meant that he's not the right person for me at that moment in time. So, um, but then he obviously (laughs) liked me well enough to um, come to the UK with me and then be in a serious relationship because, you know, I had this very honest conversation with him from, from, you know, I don't think it was the very first date, but it was, you know, quite close to the first few dates where I told them that, look, I don't have the age or the energy necessary to just see what happens for like six months. And then that's it. I want someone who is ready to be in a serious relationship. Now, I personally never mentioned marriage because I didn't really care because I thought I always thought that, you know, if someone decides to be with you in a serious relationship, they are there, they are committed. Now, a piece of paper or not doesn't really make a big difference to me personally. So, yes, we started dating and so he started coming to the UK and then we were officially a couple. And um, during that time was when I actually told him about my list, because I always said he's everything I wanted and more, you know, because he also has a lot of other qualities that I never think thought of including in my list. But, you know, I do appreciate him having them. And the funniest thing was that he showed me his list because, you know, surprise, surprise, <laughs> he had the list as well. Now, my list was like a 21 bullet point type of list. His list was a seven page essay. And I've read it and it was shocking, shocking, surprising, I would say more than shocking, shocking to see that he literally described me in the greatest detail ever, even down to the fact that, you know, I have dark hair and green eyes, even the fact that languages that we speak, because we speak the same languages, even. um, So where I've put, you know, the bullet points to be X, Y, Z type of person, he went ahead and he gave exact examples of situations and how would I react in those situations. And it was mind blowing to me because, that's exactly how I react in those type of situations. You know, that's exactly the type of things I would say in certain type of situations. And it was it was shocking also finding out that he actually wrote that list three years before actually meeting me.
1: Oh, God, I'm having this go spam right now again. You know.
0: Yes. Yes, it was very, very surprising. (laughs) Honestly, when I put everything and all the details together, it does have a level of creepiness and weirdness to it, but also a lot of excitement because, you know, the more we were discovering about each other as well, the more excited we were about being together. You know, he was excited for finding me, the person he described three years before, Um, And I was very excited of finding him, the person I wished for a few months before of actually meeting him. So that was how we met. And two months in, uh, in our relationship, he proposed. He actually told me later on that he would have proposed earlier, but he waited for my birthday to come along so he can make this big surprise. Um, Otherwise, he said he was quite certain uh, very early on that, you know, he'll, he'll marry me because I was literally everything he wished for on his list. So yes, we, uh, two months later he proposed. And then four months later, we actually had our wedding.
1: Just, just like a movie, you know, I was like, oh my
0: God. Yeah. That's so beautiful. It's like so
1: magical in a way that people wouldn't believe it, you know, but it's real, right? It's, it's true stories. Actually, Yes. Happening. Yes. So would you would you say to people like they should also create a list if they are single, if they're looking for a partner?
0: So before creating the list, I think people should put in a bit of work on themselves and getting certain and clear on what they want to experience in their relationship. And I say experience. So people don't get caught up in wishing for physical things like car, a house, or whatever. No, if if you truly want those things and those things are important to you, then put them on a list, you know? But relationships are more than that, are more than things. We've seen this over and over again and in many movies where, you know, uh, certain people think that, you know, having money will make them happy. They have the money and they turn out not being happy because you either are happy with yourself Or you're not. Whether you have money or not, that doesn't really add much to it. You know, maybe it just gives you a reason to spend your time in a certain way, but it doesn't really make you happy unless you're happy within yourself. So yes, you can be happy with a lot of money and you can be happy with not so much money, even, you know. So that's why I think people should be very clear on what they want in 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 their relationship, you know, what they want to experience. I put things like, you know, I want to experience honesty. I want to be with someone who I can truly trust. So if that person says that I'm going to go to this place and do this, I can trust them. That's that's what they are going to do, you know? And I trust them that the only time they will lie to me is when they want to surprise me rather than trick me or they just want to get away with stuff and stuff like that, you know? So first they have to be very clear on what they want. And now, as I said, uh, my list was like a 21 bullet point type of list. His list was seven page. There is no limit to this list that people can make, you know, as many papers you want to fill, that's fine. Now, there comes the second part to it. So once, first you have to get clear on exactly what you want. And this is why actually writing down things, it's great. Because many people think, oh, no, I'll remember. There are just three, four things. Yeah, no. Put everything down on a list and be as specific as you can. Because if you think about it, you know, I had this friend who I told her about the list and everything. And she said, yes, but I just want them to be taller than me because she's slightly tall. Um, And I said, okay, only in our city there are, I don't know, 20,000 tall men. And you just ask for someone who is taller than you. That's all you ask. There are 20,000 men at least around you who are taller than you. And the universe doesn't really know who to give to you because there are 20,000 choices. You don't need 20,000 choices. You just need one. How can, you know, either God or the universe separate that one person that you want from the rest? Or do you want to date all 20,000 and then, you know, you can choose yourself? Which way is it, you know? It's like when you go to a restaurant and you just say, oh, it's fine. I just want something with chicken. But then they have like maybe 20 dishes with chicken. Which one of them do you want? Do you want chicken and something else? Do you want chicken and this? Which one do you want? You have to get very clear on what you want. And, you know, there are many, many theories around this, whether it's God, universe, or just your brain helping you out, sort things out. The clearer you are on the type of person you want in your life, the easier it will be to actually find them. I know it sounds crazy. I know you don't want to limit the universe the way I thought I might, but actually you don't. Actually, you point out the exact person you want, you know? So um, after they get clear, you know, get writing the list. Again, it can be as long or as, as short as you want. If certain things are not important to you, like the hair color or maybe even an education or whatever else, then don't include it on the list. Include the important things. The things that you would not go into a relationship without. You know, for example, for them to always be polite or have a certain personality type maybe or whatever people want to experience, whatever they think their perfect partner will be like. And once they have the list, they also have to match that list. Yeah. They also have to think of, okay, there is this great list here. What type of person would this person go out with? You know? So if, for example, I put on my list for that person to be extremely fit and like an avid gym goer or maybe even a sports person, you know, for them to have six pack abs all the time and be always extremely fit. I, on the other hand, cannot be a couch potato. A very fit person will not be with a couch potato. Maybe they would for a while, but not on the long term. No, because their core values are different. So, you know, if you want to be with someone who's a certain type, you kind of have to match that. Now, I'm not saying that, for example, if you would want To be with a business person you have to be a business person yourself that's not necessarily the case but you have to have the mentality that they have you know so for example with me i did want my perfect person to be um business orientated i never said to have a business themselves the fact that he does is just a sort of a bonus but um for them to be a business orientated as in they always strive to do more and be better because I had the same mentality, although I didn't have a business at that point in time and I was in a corporate job. So, you know, first get clear on what you want. Then you write your list about what is it that you want to experience in your relationship? How is that perfect person um, look like to you or feel like or behave or personality or whatever you want, put it on the list. Whatever is important to you, put it on the list. And then try to match that and be the type of person that your ideal partner would want to be with, you know, and the final part of it. And I think one of the most difficult ones is to let it go. And I know it sounds crazy, but it is to let it go and not be anxious about the outcome or about the timing of it. because. And, you know, we hear this many times and in many books and movies as well. And people tend to say that whenever you're not looking, that's when you're going to find it. And that's very true because although I was kind of looking for a partner in that time, I wasn't, you know, stressed about going to this wedding. And what if I don't find anyone there, you know, for me, I was fine with it. I didn't really care if I'll find someone or not, you see. so. I wasn't stressfully looking and I found him. So this is the, I think, most difficult part because all the list and everything you can do, like, let's say in a day. But then the last part, you have to do it for how long it takes. It might be a couple of of months, like in my case, or it might be a few years. But then you have to be ready to... Go through that, basically, and not lose your hope because the more hope you have and the more you keep yourself in that happy type of state and grateful type of state that you've met your partner, although physically they might not be there yet, you know, the sooner they will come to you because that's what I've done for the all those two months. I was just happy and going about my day, trying to imagine how it would feel. Again, I was always focusing on feeling how it would feel to actually have this person here. How would it feel, you know, when I was like, let's say driving around or something, how would it feel if, you know, now I'm driving and the perfect person is next to me? Or how would it feel that now I am have to go somewhere and going there, I would actually meet that person, you know? So yeah. focus on that feeling and keep that, that um, pleasant, warm, fuzzy, <laughs> you know, feeling that... um you might get when you actually meet that person and before you know it when you least expect it the person will just pop up there and they'll be there
1: yeah because universe always has its own way to deliver to you what you ask for always and yes but you have to first like what you say you you have to know what you're asking for because the universe is gonna deliver to you right and it's just gonna be because um the other thing that i was i just want to emphasize that the universe picks up your vibration your feelings which is why you emphasize a lot of feelings because the universe doesn't yeah this is how it works right the universe works on vibration and frequency so thank you for breaking that down so um you know in, in details i'm sure a lot of people listening to this will be like wow you know i'm gonna try it and it's gonna happen for them and so i'm so happy and you know i Oh my God, I can talk to you for hours. This was such a yes. lovely conversation. Um, we are going to end with our final five rapid fire questions. So it's the five questions that I ask all my guests at the end of the show. So every question has to be answered in one word or one sentence maximum. All right. Are you ready? Okay. Great. Yes. First question for you is, what is the best relationship advice that you have ever received? Oh,
0: Wow. Um, on the same level with don't take money advice from broke people don't take relationship advice from people who are not in a happy relationships themselves
1: (laughs) they're so true i love that all right the second question what is the worst relationship advice that you have ever received
0: oh my god so many (laughs) wow (laughs) There were so, so many that I received over the years and I'm so happy I didn't listen to any of them. Well, I did listen maybe to some of them to some degree, but um, I think one of the worst is that, you know, when a relationship is not great from the beginning, just stick out with it because it will get better later on.
1: Oh, yeah, I know that. I know that. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, the third question is, If you could live your life all over again, what would you do differently?
0: Mm. I know so in a way I wouldn't really do anything differently because everything I've done so far led me to this place. But if I could pick and choose, I think I would mm, maybe study something else that I've done, or maybe I don't know, have your list visit more countries-ish but i don't know yeah so nothing major i wouldn't really change anything of the major things in my life um just a very minimal one and i say minimal because for me what i've studied is totally different than what i'm doing now so that's why for me it didn't really impact my life too much um but it still has to some degree i guess so yeah maybe just what i've studied in university i would change to something else but um other than that i would keep everything as it is
1: all right sure the next question is, if you have five minutes and the whole world was listening to you, what would you say?
0: I would say that whether you live 20 years or eight years or 100 on this world, you deserve to be happy. Uh, you are responsible for your own happiness and to make yourself happy in the first place. Um, and you um, you know, deserve to live in happy relationships, which you can get if you do a bit of work on them. Also, if you want a tool, obviously you can get the better topics game um, and then you just make things easier for yourself. Um, But I think that would be, um, you know, something I would like to pass on to everyone that we don't have to struggle in relationships the way our grandparents did or even parents did. Those times are over. We don't depend on men anymore to survive as women. We can work for many generations now and we can sustain ourselves. And there are more and more women who earn more than men. So, you know, you don't have to settle for a mediocre relationship. You don't have to do that. You can have a great relationship either, you know, with the right person or even if they might not seem like the 100% right person, you can still make the relationship a happy one.
1: Wow. Wow. Thank you for that. This is one of the best relationship advice I have ever heard.
0: (laughs) And the (laughs) last question. Thank you so much. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? Many things. Things like how nice the weather is outside, you know, especially on a sunny day where you have the opportunity to go somewhere, even if you don't. Um, The fact that I'm grateful enough and blessed enough to be able to be close to my family, who I love a lot. Um, I'm very happy for my husband and for the fact that I've never listened to Settle because I never have. And, And, you know, therefore I've met my husband and I'm really, really happy every day. And it's, I don't know how to... Explain this more than I have already, but it's an amazing feeling. And it's a true, realistic feeling that everyone can have of waking up every morning, looking at your partner, and just instantly be happy that they are there, even years after actually meeting them, even after you went through all the dating period and all those hormones and passion. Years later, I still look at him, and he's still my favorite person to see first thing in the morning. So, Yeah, he makes me very happy. And also, I get a lot, a lot of joy from helping people improve their relationship and getting people to realize that whatever I said till now, it's actually true and it's possible for them as well. Because many people think, oh, no, that's possible for her because of such and such circumstance or because she lives in a certain country or because she is in a certain way. No, no everyone can be happy in a relationship regardless of the place where you are right now if you're willing to put in a bit of work on it
1: well there's a lot of things that makes you happy um that's yes. so sweet <laughs> oh so like when you say you just wake up every day and look at your panel and you know just feel the the love right for years even after years of yes. being together i think that's really you know that is true love, I would say. Yeah, and thank you so much yes. for taking the time out and sharing your stories, your your uh, what you do as well. And where can people find thank you? Thank you so much.
0: So they can find me personally at my face <laughs> on our YouTube channel, which is Better Topics Card Game for Couples. Uh, we also have our Instagram page where you know we post regularly. And um, for those who want the Better Topics game, they can get the physical game either on our website, which is bettertopics.com or on Amazon, which is available in US, UK, um, Australia, and soon in Canada. And also for those who don't really want a physical card game or don't really can get it, don't have access to it physically, um, they can get our Better Topics app where, you know, they can uh, opt for different uh, membership levels. Um, Each membership level comes with different types of benefits. Um, The prices are extremely affordable because we wanted to keep them as affordable as possible to get as many people to play it to improve their relationship. Um, They also get, you know weekly secret challenges that both partners get you know, for stuff to do together and a lot, of, a lot of insights on how to actually improve their relationship because I know there are enough people out there who would want to work on it but don't really know how. So Better Topics is a perfect tool for it and especially the memberships. Again, depending on which level they opt, it ranges from anything like $1.50 a month To six dollar fifty a month, so you know the it's extremely affordable, um, and people can get it and just follow the steps in there basically to actually improve their relationship.
1: Like you said, you know, if you want to succeed in business in in relationship you just follow the path like what people have done successfully right to make a relationship work I think that's really powerful thank you so much for doing that for for so many couples you know to improve their communication skills and to make their relationship work and last Alright, I hope you love this episode Go follow Diana Go to her website Go to her YouTube channel You know, check out her card games And all the amazing things that she is doing And if you are not following me Follow me at joyan.chan And if you haven't subscribed yet Hit the subscribe button So you never miss another episode And I will always leave you the same way As I leave you with every other episode Show up The world needs you And you need you Thanks for listening And I wish you all a joyful and amazing day ahead Hey guys, I hope you love this episode. If you love this episode, take a screenshot of this and share it on your IG stories, and tell me what is your biggest takeaway. Remember to tag me at podcast so that we can connect with you. And if you would like to support me personally and support my mission, then please help us rate and review the podcast at Apple Podcasts. I read all of them. And until next time, my friend, show up. The world needs you and you need you. You need the best version of yourself every single day. So always strive to be the best you can be in this present moment. Again, thanks for listening. And I will soon be back with another guest in the next episode.